the Quackcast number 214, Zeno's Paradox. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful hospital getting beautiful acupuncture. And you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Talking heads. Sort of. I had a lot of indecision trying to come up with a title for this quack cast. I considered Frozen Blather, MAGA, Making Acupuncture Great, again, and Plus les mêmes shows, plus c'est la même chose. The more things stay the same, the more things stay the same. Or perhaps a Waiting for Godot reference? But I decided on Zeno's Paradox. Zeno was a warrior princess who, for revenge, published her spine-injured doctor's address on the internet. Or something like that. The headline over at time.com reads, Why Acupuncture is Going Mainstream in Medicine. It is? Again? Still? Acupuncture and all other scams have been going to the mainstream since long before I developed an interest in the topic, circa 2006. There are 16,900,000 hits using Alternative Medicine Goes Mainstream as a search result. 1,590,000 for Acupuncture Goes Mainstream. As best I can determine, Alternative Medicine has been going mainstream on the net since 1998 and Acupuncture since 2002. The earliest PubMed article goes back to 1993. That mainstream must be choked with a log jam of scam pollution by this point. But scams and acupuncture really have never reached the mainstream. I'm not really convinced that acupuncture has moved an inch in that direction. Maybe I should have called the entry Red Queen Acupuncture. Decisions, decisions. In my first round at science-based medicine, I always enjoy deconstructing acupuncture articles. And it has been quite striking to see that in the five years I have been away, nothing has changed. Not that I expected it to. Nothing ever changes in the world of scam. I was told that half of everything I learned in medical school would be found to be incorrect, part of why there is ongoing medical education. When, as in the case of most scams, 99% of what you learn in school is BS, you just stick with the BS and rarely, if ever, do anything new. So much easier. So let's take a trip down Courtesy Lane, courtesy of Time Magazine, or at least Time Digital Magazine, where we will see, with the usual scam tippist in a teapot, what's past is prologue. First, the accompanying photo. Acupuncture sans gloves, as always. As an infectious disease doctor, gloveless needling always gives me the willies. Looking at Google Images for acupuncture, no one is still wearing gloves. MRSA, here we come. I did search for acupuncture gloves, and unlike the last time I used that search criteria, there are actually a few photos of acupuncturists, not dry needling, although the same thing, using gloves. Not as many as acupuncture gloves, a form of hand covering to stimulate acupressure points on the hands. And there were even practitioners using masks. Although I was not certain if it was due to COVID or for infection control purposes. Or to hide their identity while performing an unnatural act. Let's wander through the content. It starts with a pain specialist. 
relieving, not inflicting, who, quote, wanted to recommend a remedy that was safer and still effective than opiates. Quote, that turned out to be acupuncture. Wrong. I feel sorry for those with chronic pain. Opiates are without a doubt a bad therapeutic option. But with a shortage of intervention, some medical practitioners are turning to the magic of acupuncture. And magic doesn't work. But I will grant that magic is safer than opiates. Well, sometimes. See, eight magicians who died during a performance. Quote, when I started looking into studies, I discovered how much evidence was behind this treatment. Well, bad evidence from poorly done studies, yes, but not quality evidence you would want to apply to patients. Quantity, however, can be impressive. I would be impressed by a Mount Hood-sized pile of cow dung. I would just not want it for dessert. Quote, that blend of anecdotal success, research-backed results, and a growing level of openness from the medical community are all driving the popularity of acupuncture as a therapy, as opposed to a party trick, I guess. Always remember, the plural of anecdote is anecdotes, not data, although the plural of infection is empyema. The research, as noted above and at length on the Science-Based Medicine blog, is lousy. And the openness of the medical field? Well, that probably stems from the need, when presented with human suffering, to do something, anything, to help the patient. At least sending the patient to the acupuncturist is doing something. For Uber. Well... Not really. Quote, although scientists do not understand all the nuances of how it works. Yes, they do. Acupuncture has been perfectly described as a theatrical placebo. And then time pulls a Louis, i.e. rounding up the usual suspects, and reproduces the usual acupuncture myths and factoids. The first is that acupuncture is a unique thing, a monolithic approach to disease, Acupuncture should be a plural word, and there are so many variations of the intervention. Or maybe, like dirt, acupuncture is both the singular and plural of the word. And there is control dirt, Dr. Tung's acupuncture point, which is useful for Smagel's herpeses. I also need to apply Master Tung's approach to our English bulldog. He has an acupuncture point to just stop drooling. But I digress, which is what I want on my tombstone. Squirrel. There are innumerable acupuncture styles, likely as many as there are practitioners. Since acupuncture is divorced from reality, each practitioner can and does use a unique style of acupuncture. Whose style reigns supreme? Well, they all do. Time says acupuncture is thousands of years old. Nope. Acupuncture as we know it is a recent invention. Until recently, acupuncture was quite barbaric, using tools and techniques more appropriate for marathon man than a medical office. Animal bones and stones gave way to devices that no one would want stuck in them long before there were thin steel needles and sterile techniques. Quote, The practice is based on how energy, or ki, flows through the body along a series of channels called meridians, similar to the way nerves and vessels carry messages and blood throughout every system. It really cannot be similar to nerves and vessels because meridians and key do not exist. It is lunacy to try and treat disease effectively when your key concepts are completely unhinged from reality. You might as well credit the ancient concept of humors as the basis of your medical interventions.
which people still do. But time states this stop-the-steal-level fantasy as fact, or perhaps they are simply certain. Quote, each meridian is related to a specific organ. Placing thin needles at certain points along these meridians can affect certain changes in the body to restore homeostasis. When I write, I try to get rid of any it's, as it is often unclear what it is referring to, like is, and like certain in the above paragraph. Clear as mud. Ever wonder how these superficial meridians connect to deep organs, and how altering something on the skin can affect the heart or the liver? It's never really explained how these superficial interactions cause changes deep within the body. Wait. I bet you it is quantum. You know that spooky action at a distance of quantum entanglement? What follows is the truth. I wrote that penultimate sentence and did a search, thinking, no way. Way. I found discussion of quantum entanglement theory in acupuncture. Get ready. Quote, the quantum entanglement phenomenon is mutually verified with the holism yin-yang doctrine, the theory of primary, secondary, root, and not in TCM, etc. It can be applied to interpret the clinical situations which is difficult to be explained in clinical practice, such as instant effective acupuncture, multi-point stimulation in one disorder, and points with specific effects. On the basis of the discovery above, the quantum entanglement theory achieved the mutual treatment among the relatives in acupuncture clinical trials, and the therapeutic effects were significant. The results suggest that the coupling relationship in quantum entanglement presents between the diseases and the acupuncture points in the direct relative. Good God. Although the article was retracted because it, quote, has some defects. You think? And my usual question, why are there no acupuncture points or meridians in the eyes, the nail beds, or the genitals? One would think that something as vital to life as key would be in the life-producing organs. The answer is obvious to all but the most committed masochist. But the good news for erectile dysfunction patients, the problem appears distant from the involved organ. Quote, TCM believes that the etiology and pathogenesis of ED is related to spleen and kidney deficiency and key and blood block, whatever that means. A particular relief, especially if fire acupuncture or plum needle is to be used for ED. And when you look at the pictures of the plum needle, I really don't want to know. Time continues. Quote, placement along the meridians is believed to cause reactions like sending more blood or lymph flow to specific organs or allowing muscles to release in a way that reduces tension on joints and bones. I've read that over and over, and I really don't understand it. Belief, of course, is what you have when there are no facts to support your contention. But I thought the effect of acupuncture was restoring proper key flow. Now it has altered blood and lymph flow to organs. And by the way, I was under the impression that lymph flowed away from organs. It's a way of returning fluid to the circulation. And allowing muscles to release in a way that reduces tension on joints and bones. Huh. Muscles have more than one way to relax. Wow.
And once the needles are removed from those points, what keeps the key from returning to its prior abnormal flow state? And if the key is flowing like blood through meridians, how and why do the needles cause the flow of key to normalize? If I were to stick a needle in your radial artery for 20 minutes, I doubt it would improve your blood flow. And how does one know when key is normalized? You don't. Quote, the needles may also stimulate nerves and tweak nervous system regulation to result in a relaxation response, which relieves pain. May stimulate or may not. Now it is not key flow or blood or lymph or relaxed muscles, but a tweaked nerve. But consistency, internal or otherwise, is not a strong point for any scam, and particularly acupuncture. Quote, research on acupuncture has been extensive, and so far, robust evidence supports its effectiveness for some, but not all, conditions. As science-based medicine consistently points out when evaluating scam studies, while there is extensive research, none is robust, and the better the study, the poorer the acupuncture effect. Quote, According to one analysis published in February 2022 in the BMJ that analyzed more than 2,000 scientific reviews of acupuncture therapies, the science is strongest behind acupuncture's efficacy for post-stroke aphasia, neck, shoulder, and muscle pain, fibromyalgia pain, lactation issues after delivery, lower back pain, vascular dementia symptoms, and allergy symptoms. Science? Uh, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. One can only apply science to reality, not fiction. What do any of those diseases have in common pathophysiologically? What does post-stroke aphasia have in common with lactation issues? I really do need to come up with a pill that people can take that has the same widespread effect of acupuncture. I would make a fortune. And remember, originally in traditional Chinese pseudomedicine, TCPM, diagnosis of disease is accomplished by examining the tongue and the pulse. Acupuncture was not devised to have anything to do with reality-based anatomy, physiology, chemistry, etc. that is the foundation of modern medicine. How the fiction of TCPM gets mapped onto real disease is never explained. What all the above processes do have in common is a large subjective psychological component. Acupuncture, like all scams, have nothing to offer for real diseases like endocarditis or hypothyroidism or pancreatitis or the myriad of diseases I see and treat every day. Quote, Northwestern Health Sciences University in Minnesota, which focuses on integrative health professions such as acupuncture, chiropractic, and traditional Chinese medicine. For cancer patients, sessions can focus on reducing nausea, numbness, tingling, brain fog, low appetite, acute and chronic pain, and mood challenges that come with cancer care. I really do think it is a shame that patients are charged for scams that offer nothing but a placebo effect. And the lack of that effect is obliquely referred to. Quote, often people with cancer want to add complementary treatment that doesn't affect their chemotherapy or radiation. And that's where an option like acupuncture can be helpful. Yeah, it doesn't affect chemotherapy or radiation because it does nothing. Placebo for symptoms from reality-based strategies? 
Well, medical debt in the United States is tremendous and the number one cause of bankruptcy. When I order tests for patients, I remember I'm spending their money and they were often end up with a copay. I was in the hospital for less than 24 hours a couple years ago for small bowel obstruction. And this year I was in the ER for about 12 hours, a nasty case of Campylobacter. The former cost $10,000, the latter $8,000. My copay was 10%. Eh, I wasn't happy, but not an issue for a physician at my income level. But half of Americans can't come up with $500 for an emergency. I mean, here's an unfortunately typical example. Quote, multiple surgeries, radiation, and chemotherapy controlled the cancer. But despite having insurance, Peters was left more than $30,000 of debt, threats from bill collectors, and anxious nights thinking of her kids. Should patients acquire medical debt for this nonsense? I would be one angry dude if I was in horrible debt due in part to paying for worthless therapies based on fantasy. But then time manages briefly to get real. After asserting that the basis of acupuncture has validity and that there is robust evidence, they then say, quote, acupuncture is far from proven and accepted therapy for most conditions, even for those that show promise. That's in part because the studies that support it are sometimes, sometimes, not high quality and the field lacks standardized protocol that would allow it to be scientifically evaluated. And quote, the researchers found substantial variations in study quality, acupuncture frequency, how long needles were left in the body during treatments, which points along the meridians were used, and other potentially important factors, i.e. everybody does acupuncture differently. That made it difficult to evaluate how effective the acupuncture really was. No, it didn't. The field also lacks clear terminology and universally accepted agreement about the location of acupuncture point, researchers argue. So, which is it? Shows promise? Or the science is strongest behind acupuncture's efficacy? Or studies that support it are sometimes not high quality? Time tries to have it both ways, and as is usual, the critical part falls at the end of the article after a favorable puff piece at the beginning. The real reason acupuncture is far from being proven or accepted, as I mentioned at the beginning, is that acupuncture is totally unhinged from known reality. Quote, International experts in the field are pushing to make clinical trials more rigorous in order to prove acupuncture's utility for patient care and to help providers adopt the best practices as benefits become more clear. Interesting phrasing. Not whether or not acupuncture is effective, but to prove that it is effective. But then that is what acupuncture or scam research usually tries to do, prove acupuncture's utility. But when rigor is applied to fantasy, fantasy fails. This is why despite decades of research, rigor and scam do not mix. The article mentions future areas for defrauding patients. Um, no, I mean um, acupuncture application, fertility, depression, menopause. Quote, as the evidence base expands, acupuncture will likely continue to grow in popularity. Yep, more bad studies in an expanding evidence base. Or the rigorous studies that, like Zeno's finish line, will never be reached. Quote, although acupuncture has been used for centuries, only in the past decade has there been a seismic shift in acceptance by both Western medical doctors 
and patience. To quote the talking heads, same as it ever was, 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 same as it ever was. Actually, maybe I should have called this Stop Making Sense, which is probably one of the best concert films ever made. Anyway, quote, ongoing research efforts and increased interest from health systems means the treatment may be part of more conversations like Mikhail had with his patients. I surely hope not, but really, is there any aspect of the human condition that offers even a glimmer of for optimism? I mean, there are no more Choco Tacos, for God's sake. And it's occurring just as the world is heating up. Oh, the humanity. Quote, at the end of the day, doctors want to make their patients feel better, and many people are looking for non-pharmaceutical paths for wellness. Depending on the condition, these little needles can have a huge impact. Huge impact? Perhaps. But not in the way that the acupuncturists think. Ours is a healthcare system that is remarkable for its dysfunction. We have some of the most incredible treatments and diagnostics wrapped in a thick layer of bureaucracy and BS. The solution? Got me. But it is not in offering the nonsense of acupuncture and other scams. In time? Well, they recently rated Portland as one of the world's greatest places. Having been a lifelong resident, I can say no. To quote the former guy, a real shithole. I don't know. Maybe time based their recommendation after binge watching Portlandia. Pericles said, Time is the wisest counselor of all. Nope. When it comes to scam, I prefer Dion Boussicult. Boy, I can't pronounce that. Men talk of killing time while time quietly kills them. And that ends the Quackcast number 214. The references and some rather clever hyperlinks, if I do say so, are available at the original version of this over at sciencebasedmedicine.com, the July 28th, 2022 entry, Zeno's Paradox. Thanks for listening. And if you're in Eugene, Oregon, in August 13th weekend, I will be giving a talk on COVID and alternative medicine at the Skeptics Toolbox, sponsored by Oregon's for Rationality. Later.